Hi, this is Paul Vecchioni on the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. And I'm the founder and CEO of Long Island Prevention and Resilience Enrichment Program, Long Island Prep for short, a substance abuse prevention and mental health awareness company. I'm also the host of the Mission Z Empowering Change podcast that aims to address the pressing issues affecting our children today. And right now, I would like to share my thoughts on the ongoing substance abuse and mental health epidemics that are ravaging our communities across the United States. You know, first, as a society, we need to think long and hard about how we approach these issues, because as they rage on around us, we have an obligation to our children to reset the conversation about how we're going to move forward as a country to protect the future generations from these deadly crises. And as we work to enact solutions, it has to be said that the very first thing we need to do is learn from our past mistakes. And I say mistakes because here we are approaching 2024, yet the overdose rate of drug abuse and the suicide rates and incidents of mental health disorders are all at levels we have never seen before. And why is that? These are not new issues. They've been plaguing our society for millennia. But for many reasons, we are at a crisis level that continues to get worse. And the first thing we need to do is embrace the causes of these issues for what they are. A complicated array of social, emotional, economic, familial, and environmental issues that require an entirely new approach. You know, recently on the Mission Z Empowering Change podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with Steve Chasman, the executive director of the Long Island Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence. And the leader of LICAD gave us his thoughts on substance abuse and mental health disorders. Um, you know, substance use is a disease of aloneness, of isolation, of anxiety, of fear, of financial insecurity, of, of change. Right. You know, human beings, we we all fear these things. So the, the concept of self-medication is not foreign to a lot of us. And I, I think, Paul, we have to also take into account opioids were created to anesthetize physical pain. But you know what they anesthetize to? Emotional pain. Sure. Sure. And I think uh, human beings with the onset of the digital and technological revolution, um, with the cost of living, and we've certainly seen inflation over the last few years, um, you know, life at times can seem challenging. Yeah. And uh, if when you start at a young age assigning pills and powders and potions to some of the emotional spectrum, those behaviors become habituated. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, because you focus on youth, some of those patterns start at a young age where every time I'm scared about socializing, you know, I drink alcohol and it, it masks my fear. Mm -hmm. Every time I'm anxious, I get a Xanax from a friend. Every time I want to relax, I have to use marijuana or THC products, legal or illegal. Doesn't matter to us. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, you know, this can cause habituated behavior that can lead to individual public health crises, which is where we're at. We also need to rethink how we've dealt with these issues, because in the past, we threw every law enforcement tool at the problem spending billions and billions of dollars for a problem that we are finally realizing cannot be solved with more incarcerations, more jail time, and more criminal justice debacles. And as Steve reiterates, 
it's time to learn from our recent bouts with drug use and mental health. The first drug epidemic we've gone on. I mean, we had the crack epidemic of the 80s and 90s. Mind you, we have learned some lessons. We dealt with that epidemic one dimensionally, to your point, incarcerate, incarcerate, incarcerate. And at some point, we should apologize to the Latino and African-American community for giving 10-year mandatory sentences for two vials of crack cocaine. They were sick with cocaine use disorder or cocaine dependence. And of course, we saw a heroin epidemic uh, in the 70s and late 60s, all the way back to the 40s and 50s, too, with morphine and heroin. Um, Some of our greatest artists in the 40s and 50s as they continue to be taken, um, i.e., I can't even talk about Prince, uh, you know, some of our greatest artists and thinkers have lost their battle to opioid use disorder. And of course, being in the thick of these epidemics has root causes that coincide with the human condition as it relates to drug abuse and mental health, and addressing them with sustained prevention and treatment programs with robust implementation does present us with options because coming at the issues from just the supply side has proven to be a failing proposition. I have no love for drug dealers. Uh, This is a capitalist society. And when America consumes 80% of the world's narcotics, uh, try telling people who grow coca in the Andes that makes cocaine or farmers in Afghanistan not to grow what they can get a 2000% markup. I was also, and listen, we have no love for drug dealers, but I'm just saying there is quite a demand here from sea to shining sea in America. And uh, let me also say I was at the Harvard Addiction Conference two weeks ago. So um, there was a a journalist who had gone to visit labs in China and Southeast Asia who are not, they're not hiding the fact that they're making analogs of fentanyl and they're selling them across. They are not underground labs. They are main streets in big cities in Asian countries. The government, I assume, knows they're functioning. So to your point, Paul, uh, I don't think we're going to beat this on um, supply. We're going to have to beat it on demand. And let's be frank, since uh, many U.S. pharmaceutical companies have settled to the tune of billions of dollars, these were not cartels alone in Mexico or South America. We had U.S. pharmaceutical companies who knowingly and nefariously suppressed some of the addictive properties in the interest of posting billions of dollars in profits. Right. So we need to take a hard look at where we've been. Not only who is responsible, but how we can take these lessons and apply them to the solutions we need. There's no disputing the fact that the United States is in the midst of the most impactful crises affecting our American families from coast to coast. And I bet everyone out there wouldn't have to think too long before someone they know pops in their head who is dealing with either drug use and alcoholism or mental health issues. But the professionals are screaming from the rooftops. We need to change our approach. We need to focus on prevention and education, treatment and harm reduction, all while learning from our past mistakes. And now is as good a time as any to get started and help shape the future for our children. What are we waiting for? Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Vecchioni, the founder and CEO of Long Island Prep and the host of Mission Z Empowering Change podcast and also a contributor on the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Please stay tuned for the next one.